This is the Dave Logan Podcast. Welcome to the Dave Logan Podcast number 14. Dave Logan and Julie Brown are with you. You look, you look... Well, that's, you know, that's, that, that's the kind of pause that really, <laughs> I'm not sure anybody ever wants to have after the sentences start, you look, I mean, you look, that's a little bit too long of a pause. You look uh, not relieved, but you look like you're like, all right, you look good this morning. Well, thank you. You're welcome. For one, we, we, we actually are doing this podcast the day after the Broncos final game of the 2019 season by the way they beat the Raiders the dreaded Raiders 16 to 15 no I, I think part of it is I mean I would much prefer them go to the playoffs because that's when it really uh, is fun it's fun for players and it's fun for broadcasters too but uh, it is a long season so it's 20 I figured I, driving down here is 21 games that that we broadcast this year in 22 weeks mm -hmm. and it's you know it's not as big a grind as what coaches go through or players but there is an element of of grinding even as broadcasters and so I'm going to enjoy the next few weekends off where I don't uh, I don't have to call an NFL game could some of that smile be and I think a lot of Bronco fans feel the just same my way. nature just sort of my good natured <laughs> approach to doing a podcast you with you, you just came out of the womb with a smile on your face i i, I think i'm a, i think i am that sort of guy yes i'm i'm usually smiling i have a that that kind of personality don't you hate it when people say oh you look tired that's like the worst thing to tell somebody have you been told that lately it sounds like that's sort of no, a personal I just hate thing it when for you people say well i just hate it when people say that yeah i mean nobody wants to i mean who wants to hear that right what what's your response to that um well, you know what? I am tired. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, what's what, your problem? But usually they'll say that and then quickly understand that they've made a full paw of sorts. Mm -hmm. And they'll say, I mean, I mean, you, you look really good. <laughs> you just look like you haven't been sleeping a lot. Ever. Yeah. Um, okay. So were you like I was after the game yesterday that. Probably not. I mean, I'm just guessing the answer to this question is I probably not. I was happy not. after the game. It was no. a bummer. They, they were 7-9. It was a bummer of a season until the end, but I saw hope. There was hope for this team. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think they're to end the season the way they did on a positive note um, is good. And I think you have, if you're a Broncos fan, you have some things that you can really look forward to next year. The most important thing in my mind is that I think they found a quarterback, a young quarterback in Drew Locke. And with that, I mean, that's the single most important position on a football team at any level, but certainly in the NFL. I think we've, we've seen this over the course of a long time. It is virtually impossible, and the reason I qualified that is we've seen aberration seasons in which average quarterbacks have been at the helm of what turned out to be a really good team, a team that eventually – would win the Super Bowl. But for the most part, you have to have a guy. You got to have a dude at that position if you're thinking about being a playoff caliber team or better in the NFL. Now, I, I liked what I saw from Drew Locke in his five starts. He's four and one. Um, not so much that they won four of the five, which is good, but just I think how he handled 
uh, himself in game. There were, I mean, there were throws that he that he'd like to take back. Listen, there are throws that John Elway, who was a Hall of Famer, would like to have back. There's throws that Peyton Manning, another Hall of Famer, would like to have back. That's just the nature of that job. But I I thought he really handled pressure on the field well. I thought he was calm. I thought even when he was rushed, there was a, a calmness about him. And I I leave this season after that five-game stint with Drew Locke as the starting quarterback, thinking that, you know what, it wasn't too big for him. And I, at times, even for quarterbacks that have not been rookies in the last, oh, since 2015, I've left either a game or a season thinking, gosh, I mean, it almost seems like it was too big for him. Mm -hmm. That's an unsettling feeling and one that uh, if you're going to have a competitive football team, you you can't have that feeling about your quarterback. I feel great about it. If that's where he starts, he's four and one as a starter, comes in later in the season. It's not like he got all the work, the reps at with the first team, right? I mean, he's starting off at a pretty good spot. Well, he wasn't even I mean, he wasn't even practicing after the after the thumb injury in the preseason, right? He didn't even he didn't even practice for a long time. Yeah. Then and I don't know if people understand in NFL uh practice situations, you know, if you're not the starting quarterback you you don't get any reps. I mean, the number two quarterback during the course of the week may get may get two or three percent of the reps getting ready for a game. Your reps are all mental. This is if you're the backup quarterback, which at that point he wasn't even that. Mm-hmm. So what he's doing is he's running the scout team, which means he's looking at a card in a huddle and trying to emulate what the opposing quarterback might look like and might do in any given situation. You're not going to get better in your, you know, as a in this case as a Denver Bronco when you're doing that. So he had many weeks that I think were just throwaway weeks on the field. He was able to, however, I think, learn in the meeting room, watch tape, um, be involved in the uh, implementation of the game plan, understanding some of the verbiage of this offense. So he got he got mental reps, but really. In terms of being a starting quarterback, he had a couple of weeks prior to being named the starter and then five weeks. So I think he's going to be a lot better next year and the next year. But they, to me, they found the guy they can build with, and that's the most exciting thing of this season with, I mean, not even close everything else. The fact they won four or five, that's great. Finished seven or nine, a game better than last year, that's great. To me, the best thing that happened this year is they found a young quarterback that they can build around. What's the worst thing that happened this year? Well, it's their it's their uh, third straight losing season, which has not happened since 1972, I believe. Mm-hmm. That's a long time ago. That's 47 years ago. Yeah. This is the fourth straight year. They will not be in the playoffs. And I think the other thing that, that strikes me about this year – they played the Chiefs twice. They didn't score a touchdown in either game. There is a, a long way between where the Broncos are right now and where the Chiefs are. And there's a reason the Chiefs have won nine straight games against the Broncos. That should fuel this team's offseason like nothing else. I mean, it should be about what do we have to do, what can we do, 
to close the gap between where we are and where the Chiefs are because that's going to be the biggest thing going into next year. Do you think it's going to be the Broncos chasing the Chiefs? Because it looks like Phillip Rivers, which hurts my head. I know you love Phillip. Hurts my brain, hurts my heart. Did you see how emotional he was after yeah. the game? Yeah. I mean, to me, he looked like a guy that knows he's not coming back. No. He's going to be all right. He's got how many kids does he have? Nine? He's got like, yeah. Think of all the love at the <laughs> at Christmas time. Okay, so there are a bunch of unrestricted free agents on this team. Chris Harris Jr., yes or no, comes back. Oh, boy, that is a tough one. I, I would like to see him come back. Um, this is not the game. Yeah, I know. I mean, if you're asking me right now on the 29th of December, if Chris comes back next year, I'm going to say no. Didn't sound – I mean, the way he ta he's talking, it sounds like he doesn't – Well, he has to approach back. it – I mean, from his standpoint, he has to approach it that he's not coming back. Now, I, I think the Broncos would like him back. I think he fit into what Vic Fangio and Ed Donatel, the coordinator – like to do on defense. I think Chris still has some good years left in him. I think this is going to boil down to, is there another team out there that's willing to sort of break the bank on Chris Harris that feels like, hey, we're one guy, a cover guy away from really taking that next step because that's the only way he's going to get the kind of money that Chris really believes is, is due to him. To me, I think you try to find a middle ground and the Broncos make a nice offer, one that they can – you know, feel good about not break the bank and Chris then decide, hey, you know what? I've been here nine years. Let's finish this thing out. See if we can get back to the playoffs. That would be what I hope. But if you ask me today, if I think he's coming back with all of those factors, I would say no. Derek Wolf? I would say yes. I think Derek will be back. I think they'll offer him a contract. Similar situation. Would like a big contract. I don't know if he gets that, but I can see a couple of years, maybe two or three years, with a guarantee that would entice him to be back. I think Derek likes it here. I think Vic Fangio likes Derek, which goes a long way. I and think Derek would take less money, too. Well, have you been talking to Mr. <laughs> and Mrs. Wolf? Are you negotiating for... No, but the way, just the way he talks about the organization. Well, he loves it here. Loves it. But that doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to take less money. So I'll, I'll say yes on Derek Okay, Wolf. Justin Simmons. Course, yes, right? absolutely. Okay. Now, can they get a long-term deal done? We'll see. Uh, he's got Todd France now as his agent. Mm, a little tougher than it was before. So uh, maybe maybe they tag him for one more year, which I don't think he'd like, but he would jump up from where he is now to making, I think the, the tag number for safeties would be almost $13 million, be a one-year deal. But um, I, I would say yes, Justin Simmons, they have to find a way to bring him is back. Is Todd – France, like uh, Drew Rosenhaus, like that kind of he, agent? He's got a reputation of being a very tough negotiator. Oh. Uh, Will Parks? I, th I say yes. I think Will is uh, a little bit of a Swiss Army knife, can do a lot of different things, is physical enough in the run game that you can bring him down the box, has good enough cover skills that you can you can play him on a tight end. Again, everything I think the Broncos, everything they do in the offseason has to be aimed at how do we, how do we play – better the Chiefs well look at the Chiefs weapons they've got one of the best receiving tight ends in football Travis Kelsey we need somebody that we feel like gives us a chance if we choose to lock up and play some form of man that is big enough and physical enough and yet a good enough athlete that he can hang in there and I think Will Parks Parks has played Kelsey pretty well and and that's acknowledging that really nobody has played Kelsey all that well since he began Okay, quickly, Shelby Harris, yes, right? No. 
No. No. Why? I'm not yelling at you. Well, you're you're you. yeah you're you're you screaming at me. <laughs> um, you're asking me whether I think Shelby Harris will be back next year. Yeah. I think the answer to that again on the 29th of December is no. I think Shelby Shelby led the league this year in passes defensed by a defensive lineman. He had 10. 10. There are defensive backs that don't have 10 passes defensed uh, in a single season. He had a great year. And I'm, I'm help, happy for Shelby. This is a guy that was a seventh-round pick back in 2014 of the Raiders. Yeah. Has been cut a bunch of times and is in for a hefty payday. But I think the price that Shelby is going to be able to command is probably going to be too rich for the Broncos' blood. And I also will say this. I, I, I'm not certain that Shelby completely loved this year uh, in, in the locker room um, as a member of the Broncos. I'm not certain that he looks at this coaching staff and says, you know what, yep, I'd love to come back. Uh, and again, that's conjecture well, what, on my what, part. What do you know? You know something. Well, I know a few things. I, I, I'm just answering your question. You said, do I think Shelby Harris you can't comes back next right year? No. <laughs> you, you, you never look, you know. Uh, okay, okay. Medusa, what do they call her? You just call me Medusa? Is, is Medusa a character? Medusa's the one that has, like, snakes. Her hair's like snakes. That's Medusa? Yeah. How do you spell that? M. Okay, very good. Stop there. So, no, <laughs> I don't think Shelby Harris comes back. Adam Gotsis. No. Yeah. Adam Gotsis. Uh, had ACL surgery or will mm -hmm. have it. And I think, uh, as they like to say, that ship has sailed. Devontae Booker. No. Okay. Uh, Connor McGovern. It's an interesting one. That is an interesting one. Uh, Connor McGovern started every game at center. And I think, um, I think it was a solid player. I really do. It, it seems to me like the Broncos view that position with Connor McGovern in a similar way to how they viewed Matt Paradis. Yeah, I mean, yep, did a good job. But are you ready mm -hmm. to commit significant money? Or in the back of your mind, do you think you can upgrade at that position? And the Broncos clearly, with Paradis's injury situation, felt like they could upgrade at that situation. I'm not so sure they don't view Connor McGovern in exactly the same way. Solid player, good player. Shouldn't right, let's sit down. be good, Let, good for the offensive line? Let's sit down and decide, okay, so how much money are you asking? I think it's going to come down to that. Okay. Casey Kreider, that's the last one. Um, well, I would think so. I mean, he did a good job snapping. Okay. I mean, you can't break the bank as a even, even a Pro Bowl snapper. We're going to take a quick break. In the break, we're going to talk about you calling me a lady with snakes coming out of her head and Shelby Harris. I want to know what you know. Looking forward to it. <laughs> The Dave Logan Podcast can be found at iHeart, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Remember to download, and if you like what you hear, share with your friends and subscribe. Remember, you can log on to our website, thedaveloganpodcast.com. Go to the contact tab to ask us questions. We'll read them on the podcast. Most every question is fair game. Just keep it classy. It's thedaveloganpodcast.com, or you can send your question directly to us on Twitter, at DaveLoganPod or at JulieBrownman1. Welcome back to the Dave Logan Podcast. Dave Logan and Julie Brown. 
Broncos win yesterday. They finished seven and nine. The uh, season is over. There are there are some interesting playoff matchups coming up, and I will say this: on the 29th of December, I actually took a few days off the the radio, and so I was thinking this last week. But the Kansas City Chiefs, who I have said would not win a championship because their defense was horrible, and even as good as their offense has been. With that defense, it's going to be hard to win. They Somebody has changed something, whether it's Steve Spagnuolo or what have you. They're playing much better defense than they were. And I would say right now, if I had to pick a team out of the AFC to go to the Super Bowl, and I know the Ravens have had a great year, and the Ravens have home field advantage, the Chiefs are the number two seed, but Kansas City is a really dangerous team. I, I think I would pick Kansas City to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. Do you think that New England gets ousted in Wild Card Weekend? They haven't played in Wild Card Weekend in 10 years. Yeah, since 09. They've never been to the Super Bowl when they've had to play Wild Card Weekend. Mm. The fact that they could not win a game in Foxborough yesterday against Miami. Mm-hmm. They were an 18-point favorite. I mean, I, I, I don't know how you come back from that. I really don't. So, can they beat the Tennessee Titans? Maybe. They're a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Um... Maybe, maybe, but I, I do not see New England winning more than one game. Can you root for an AFC West team? Like, will you be rooting for the Chiefs? I mean, I don't have any root. I don't have any rooting interest in it. No, I mean, but I, 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 lo- I love what the Chiefs do on offense, and I'm a big Andy Reid fan. Okay, have been since he was in Philadelphia. So, I'll root for the best matchup between the AFC and NFC in the Super Bowl. So you have a game that everybody has interest in. So, I mean, if if you if you stopped. And looked right now, and you said, "Okay, Kansas City comes out of the AFC, and the NFC is a little, little dicier." But if Kansas City were to play either New Orleans or Green Bay or San Francisco, I think you'd have a hell of an entertaining game. So I'm good with any of that. And the same thing for Baltimore. I mean, Baltimore might, Baltimore might be the team out of the AFC. I mean, the Chiefs. If they win a game and the Ravens win a game, the Chiefs have to go to Baltimore to win. I could see Baltimore winning that game, but I'm just saying the way Kansas City's playing defense, it gives them a real shot this year, much more so than last year when they hosted the AFC Championship game and couldn't stop the Patriots to save their life. Can Lamar Jackson do in the playoffs what he did in the regular season? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely it can. I mean, he is uh, hes going to be the MVP in the league. Yeah. He, he throws it much better than you think he does. Uh, I've watched some tape on him, and he's, you know, people question when he came out of Louisville whether just with his mechanics and he's not a pocket passer and he struggles with accuracy. He's much more accurate. I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, I'm sure they've worked on that, and I'm not even sure who the quarterback coach is of the Ravens, but I'll tell you this. He's a lot better throwing the ball this year than he was last year. And they still – they – with that offense and how they run him, um, he's you know you can have everything designed perfectly as the defense and guys right in the right spot, and he just makes you miss and then goes for like fifty. So yes, they they can win. You know a lot, but did you know that forty five percent of Americans make New Year's resolutions, but eight percent succeed? The show is coming out around New Year's Eve. Forty five percent of Americans make New Year's resolutions. Yes, I would have thought that 16. number would be higher. I know, me too. I feel and, like, and only eight actually live up to what their resolution is. Yeah, I mean that's not overly surprising. Do you make New Year's resolutions? I do. I always make two or three. Really? Yeah. And do you succeed? Um. 
Well, I'd like to think that I succeed at more than an 8% clip. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, tr I, I aspire to succeed. What are your resolutions for this year? You can't say it's a secret. It's a podcast. We tell all. Um, my New Year's resolutions. I haven't. I honestly haven't thought about it. I've you, got forty-eight hours. No, you've got twenty-four. What is today? The thirtieth. Oh yeah, I've got twenty-four <laughs> hours. Uh, let's see. I, I'll give you. Let's see. What would pop into my mind? A New Year's resolution. You don't need to lose weight. No, I'm. I'm you down twenty. I'm down twenty. I'm down to my playing weight. Although, in one year, you lost I, twenty pounds. Well, that's not, I mean, you act like that's some sort of major accomplishment. People lose it 20 is. pounds like in two months. Yeah. I went from really 247, which is the all-time high for me, mm -hmm. and I was 226 this morning. But I was, I was down to my playing weight now, but as I looked in the mirror this morning brushing both of my teeth, <laughs> it's just, it just doesn't look the same as it did back when I was 25 <laughs> years old. I, I, how does that work? I'm exactly the same weight. Yeah, do you stand in front of the mirror naked? Don't ever do that at our age. Do I stand in front of... Well, no, I don't stand like an admirer. I, I sometimes will walk in front of the mirror naked. Oh, you said you were looking at your... I'm looking at my teeth. I thought you were looking at your body. No, <laughs> I'm standing in front of the mirror naked. But but you, you are naked as you brush your teeth, or I was. And so it just, it just looks differently. But a New Year's resolution for me mm -hmm. will be to... Be able to say no mm -hmm. um, more times than I have been in the past to things that even though I would like to do, I'm just unable to do. Are you telling me you're quitting the podcast? Yeah, this is my last <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to tell you. I, I, you know, why not break the news on the air? No, no, no. As much as I enjoy this podcast, I mean. No, this will be one of the last things that, that I stopped doing. Okay. Um, let's do a game to wrap up the last podcast of 2019. Of the decade. Of the decade. That's a big deal. We're going to play Cool or Not Cool. Cool or Not Cool? Have we played this before? Yeah, we even have an open. It's time for cool. How cool is this? Sweet! That was awesome. Or not cool. Um, this is dumb. It's not cool. LeBron James named AP Male Athlete of the Decade. Cool or not cool? Is there another category? Cool, not cool, or I don't care? There you go. I, I, I really like, don't care. I, I like LeBron. I have nothing against LeBron. I know there's some haters out there. He, he said some things that, that I disagree with, but I'll tell you this about LeBron. This is my, my point of view. This is a guy that's been in the limelight since basically he was 17 years of age. Yep. He really hasn't done anything that should make any of us step back and say, man, I'm so so disappointed in him. I can't believe that he – and then just fill in the blank. Look yeah. at how some professional athletes have conducted themselves in this last year. This is a guy who's – what is he now, 34? So 17 years. Um, and again, he's done some things and said some things that maybe I don't – in my own personal world, I don't completely agree with. But I think for the most part, LeBron is conducting himself in an exemplary fashion. Cool or not cool, Serena Williams, the female athlete of the decade. Uh, refer to my previously uttered comment. I, I, I don't care. But same thing for her. She's been a great, great player. 
Um, I don't know of anything that she's done that would, you know, make you step back and say, oh, I can't believe, you know, we, we are, we are as a country full of righteous indignation. We're very judgmental. Yeah. I mean, we're just aghast at certain things that, that we see and certain things that we hear, you know what, get over it. I mean, you know, move on unless it affects your family directly, um, you know, we don't we don't need to comment on every single thing that we see and hear. So Serena Williams, I suppose, is as good a choice as anybody. I can't think of another female athlete that I would prefer. Can you? Um, the male said to the female. No, I really I like everything she does. I think she's amazing. I think she's a very very strong woman. I couldn't beat her good. in tennis. I know that. I was just thinking about that. Would you try and take her on the playing basketball? I know you. You're competitive. Basketball. Yeah, or like you would just... Or like, like Serena weights. Williams could beat me in basketball? Yes, weights too? I think so. I don't know. She's a pretty... She's Dave, she's in shape. Well, you've started drinking early for New Year's Eve. That's not until tomorrow night. But so you think you could beat Serena Williams at anything but tennis? Well, no, no, you said basketball and weights. <laughs> okay, but now I'm changing the game. Well, like what, what other contest are you thinking of? I don't know, but do you think you could beat Serena Williams at anything but tennis? No, I didn't say that. You said basketball and weights. Why don't you have your people get to my people <laughs> when you actually think of whatever else you're talking about? You cool. know, this is a podcast. <laughs> cool or not cool, Clemson, LSU, the national title game. Very cool. You like it. If there's a category, you know, that's in front of cool, I would <laughs> yeah. take very cool. Two great teams. Uh, I'm, I'm looking for an outstanding game January 13th. We'll have a podcast before then. Yeah. Obviously, but uh, yeah, I am. I'm absolutely going to be glued to the TV that night. Cool or not cool, Lamar Jackson gave his entire offensive line Rolex watches. I know he took some grief from some lady in Baltimore that said, "Well, why didn't you go out and spend that money and uh, give to charity in the names of all your offensive linemen?" Listen, I mean that that that's fine. How do you know Lamar Jackson doesn't give a lot of money to charity? Mm -hmm. But the fact that that's sort of how NFL quarterbacks do things, especially when they have great, great years. I think it's very cool that Lamar Jackson recognizes that, hey, I appreciate all you big boys up front because, mm -hmm. you know, you keep me healthy. So I think that's cool for Lamar Jackson. Do you have a Rolex? Rolex? I, I do not. Hmm. Have you ever had one? I have a Nixon. <laughs> what is that brand? Retail Nixon. Nixon. <laughs> okay. Not, not named after the president. <laughs> Retail value, three ninety nine. Do you have any expensive jewelry? Do you have any, like... I do not. You don't wear jewelry. Nope. Nope. I'm not a, I'm not a, I've never been a rings or necklace. You don't say necklace for men, do you? Is that a yeah, necklace? It's yeah. A necklace. I've never been a rings, necklace, you know, earring, uh, nose. What, what do you call those when they drill through your nose and put a diamond in there? Right. A nose ring. Yeah. Or nose stud. <laughs> Is that a nose stud? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I, I just, you know, I feel like I'm pretty hip. Uh, for being 60 plus, but I'm never going to, I just don't see me doing that. If, if you see me at some uh -huh. point with a, you know, somebody drill a hole through my nose as big as it is and put a <laughs> diamond stud in there, you know that I'm about to retire and I'm going to be going back and forth between here and Mexico and enjoying the water. Okay. Have you ever thought about getting a tattoo? I, I have a tattoo. I got a tattoo when I took my daughter to Mexico and the idea was she would get one tattoo mm -hmm. in her life if mm -hmm. I did that. And so I got a tattoo. It's on my ankle. Mm -hmm. And oh, it's, yeah. it's a tattoo of a gecko. 
which is a little lame, but it was a sm- <laughs> I said to the guy, hey, and I said it, I, I think I said it in Spanish, what's the smallest tattoo you have? Uh-huh. And he said in English, gecko. So I said, give me one of them. But it hurt like hell yeah, that's on, right the an- the on the ankle bone. Oh, hurt like hell. Um, okay, cool or not cool. Sports Illustrated named their media awards of 2019. The best broadcast team was the ABC team of Mike Breen, Jeff Van Gundy, Mark Jackson, and Doris Burke. Yeah, I, I, I think the, the two best broadcasters of those four, and I, I like all four, mm-hmm. but Jeff Van Gundy and Doris Burke. She's so good. She, she's the best female broadcaster that I think I've ever heard. I mean, she can sit down and analyze an NBA game, and, I mean, she's terrific at it. She understands the game. She can express herself. She can get her points across in a cogent way, in a concise way. But you know, just listening to her, okay, she she gets it. She's not just somebody that is there because they wanted to put a woman on the broadcast. Mm -hmm. She's really – she's the best female broadcaster that I've ever heard in that role. We have a good friend that doesn't like her. That doesn't you like know who wh- that is. Wh- why? Why? Do, it's got to be a guy. Uh-huh. What? Why would he not like her? What? What's the reasoning behind it? Because I think he thinks she's just put there because she's a woman. He just doesn't. Well, that he. Like I, her. I will just say this, and I don't know exactly who it is, but he you're going to tell me. You want to tell me now? This no, is a podcast. No, no, then I no. would challenge whether that person uh-huh. actually understands NBA <laughs> basketball. I, I really would. I would challenge whether he understands NBA basketball. I'm so excited to tell you who it is. Okay, the last one. It's really not cool or, or it's cool or not cool. Not really like that, but I love this question. And then you can go. Well, if thanks you were, so much. <laughs> if you were starring in your own movie, what would it be called and who would play you? That's a great question. It would be called Logan's Run. No, that's been done. <laughs> um, I, Denzel Washington, I think, would play me. <laughs> you sure? Yeah. I think Denzel would play me. I mean, Denzel has had many roles. He has he has uh, an innate ability to sort of throw himself into a lot of different roles, right, and but- why not have him play a six foot five white guy? <laughs> so yeah, Denzel would be my choice. Okay. And the name of the movie? Yeah. Oh man, the name of the movie. Let's do it again. <laughs> That'd be the name of the movie. Let's. <laughs> Let's do it again. And I, I don't even know what, what the title infers. If somebody said, well, what's the title about? I mean, I, it would take me longer than on this podcast to come up with some sort of creative answer. But I would just say, let's do it again. If you, if you won the championship the year before, mm-hmm. then you know what? Let's do it again. If you had a great night. Let's do it again. If you had a great podcast. Okay, let's do it again. See you next week. See you, Joe. Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind should all the acquaintance be forgot and days of old land sign for old land sign dear for old land sign Tuck a cup, oh kindness yet for days of old land sign.